Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Coming up this week, Frozen Ever After opens to very long lines, and Rhino will never be the same. Walt Disney World reopens many of the watercraft activities around property, and we discuss the fate of character meals on the 2017 Disney Dining Plan. And a little later on, Oliver Green will have a live report from us from the Magic Kingdom and a new little thing we're going to try doing every week. And this past weekend, some members of the team had a chance to experience the preview for this year's uh, Epcot Food and Wine Festival. We'll tell you more about that. All that coming up next. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged episode 898, the week of June 28th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Sorry about that, folks. I wasn't paying attention. Welcome <laughs> welcome to the show. And yeah, forgive the... Uh, uh, for, forgive the uh, the noise in the background. Our neighbor is uh, mowing her grass. She does it once every three months, and apparently she can only do it on Tuesdays at 1 o'clock. So if you see bizarreness or hear bizarreness behind me, that's what it is. <laughs> but welcome to the show. We're glad you could join us. Um, yeah, it's good to be back. I was on vacation last week. I'm completely out of it today. Um, it was, uh, up in, uh, was up in Jersey visiting my, my family. And uh, had a great time, uh, especially going back to Ocean Grove and seeing Ocean Grove and Asbury Park. I was always love going up there. So uh, it's good to be back. Uh, I am joined at the table this week by my good friends John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. He's <laughs> falling apart. He's, what happened? Something fell out of him. Your I Pandora, think. Did your, did your Pandora beads? Break? I don't have Pandora beads. <laughs> I think something medical fell out of him. I'm not quite sure what it was. His pessary. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> Look it up. Um, <laughs> Kathy Worley. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I just, I, I've got several hundred people right now Googling pessary. Um, really? <laughs> Teresa Eccles. Let me look it up. Hi. <laughs> Spell it. And No, I will not. Back in the production, Nook, our uh, associate producer, Rhino Clavin on Hello. the switch. And, of course, our producer, Craig Williams. Hey. So it is. It is good to be back. Um, and uh, okay, what the hell is going on? <laughs> knees together? <laughs> God, yeah. Well, yeah, it's live. What can you do? What is falling off of you? Nothing. Oh my, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, she just googled it. Uh, <laughs> what is it? No, no, we're not discussing. We're not discussing. No. Not going to happen. Uh, uh, we'll, t- we'll talk after the show. <laughs> then it'll be too late. So, I won't care. All right. So uh, in housekeeping, a couple things. Uh, next week, we're going to start opening up signups for the various events that the team is going to be sponsoring throughout Mega Meet Weekend, uh, July 22nd through the 26th. Um, I can't tell you what all of them are yet, but I will tell you some of them will just be sign up and show up. Some of them you're going to have to bid if you want to attend. So, for example, if you'd like to do high tea at the Grand Floridian with Oliver and my mom, you're going to have to bid for that. 
Or if you'd like to come and have lunch with me here in the studio, catered, you're going to have to bid big if I'm letting you into my house. So I'd be doing some things like that. But there'll be a mix of things. Um, of course, Kathy and Teresa are taking care of the silent auction. Mm-hmm. Excellent. <laughs> that tells you how well it's going to go, doesn't it? No, yes. We've got the auction. We've got a lot no, of good yes, items. No. Was that someone? What was that? Yeah, did someone just come in my front door? I'll check. Please let me know if we're somebody about to I think it's the mowing to, lady. Somebody coming into bed already. She's coming to mow. But we're going to have lots of items up for auction. And I'm we gonna, still need more items? We do. Oh, we'll, always we'll can take, take new more. items, yeah. And how would someone go about getting items to you? They could bring it. If they're coming to the meet, they can bring it along, but they need to email us and tell us, give us a description of what it is. and um, Or they can mail it to me at the Welcome Center at 6550 North Atlantic Avenue, Suite B, Port Canaveral. And there's Florida. a zip code there. Yeah, Florida. And there's a zip code 32920, maybe, I think. Oh, Email me at tackles at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and I'll get you the address. Also, we're going to have a table set up that will have um, Diz merchandise, T-shirts, canteens, mugs, pens, all kinds of goodies. And oh. Crafting with Kathy comes back. I spent all weekend crafting and making some items for the uh, auction. So, And what's sitting in front of you, Ms. World? And there's the camera. We have the flatties are coming back. These are our limited edition Power of 10 flatties. We're not going to customize them. This is just your chance. Um, if you remember back when Pete started the Power of 10, it was if you give $10 and you can get your friends to each give $10, this costs you $10. Your flatty will get to spend the weekend at the podcast events, and we'll have it up on stage with us when we do the Cirque du Soleil. So we'll put your name on it. Okay, so I was wondering we, how we're going to yeah. put their name on there. Yep. Cool. And I want to get a big cardboard cut out of Klaus and have people bid on toting him around the parks. What do you think? We're going to come up with a lot of other ideas <laughs> to raise money. God, I hope so. Really. Um, I just want to mention, too, if you're looking for more information, go to the Disboards, look at that thread. We have the hours for the silent auction. We have hours for credential distribution, all that good stuff, how to get in touch with Teresa and Kathy for donations. Also, there's an event on Sunday. It is the New England folks are doing a scavenger hunt. It will be from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. All proceeds are going to give kids the world. This is $25 a person or $150 for a team of up to eight people. Uh, here's what they've told me. We all know Disney's about the details. Grab a team or have us put you into a team. Meet old friends and new friends as we hunt around the monorail searching for clues, answering trivia questions, performing DAFs, that's daring acts of fun, and lots and lots of laughing. Think you know Disney? Think you know all of the nooks and crannies of the three monorail resorts? Join us and see. We will meet at July 24th at 10 a.m. at the Ticket and Transportation Center. Show your pride with team colors, shirts, hats, or just plain old enthusiasm. Can't wait to see you. If you want to join and sign up at you or a team, you can contact them at nedismeet at gmail.com. As in Northeast Dismeet, any or, Dismeet. Or you can go to their Facebook page, which is facebook.com backslash nedismeet. Again, New England Dismeet. And the registration page is available to... What? Yeah, New England. I'm saying Northeast, but New England. New England. Um, To sign up, it's megameethunt.eventzilla.net. We will have links to all this. We'll make sure, Craig, that those go in the show notes. Yeah, as long as everyone gets them to me, I'll be able to put everything in. Put it right to that post on the Diz boards. Everything is in there. 
Everything. Even is in this there. stuff is in there. What well. are the boards now? Really? Oh it's my, my first day. I understand. And people bring also your lots last of day. cash, lots of cash yeah. and checks. Bring lots of cash. If you have cash. cash and you're looking to bid on uh, things, yeah. or if you're looking to pay for things, not everybody's going to have a credit card processing available. So, also want to make sure we we mention too, even if you don't want stuff available at the silent auction, we'll have other ways for you to donate. You can either flat out donate, or we'll have raffles or stuff. So, and we're going to have the wish. I'm going to have a basket or whatever if you want to bring some items from the Give Kids the World uh, wish list, like batteries and gift cards, little things you can pack in your suitcase to help Give Kids the World out. Well, this is to celebrate our 10th anniversary. Pretty much everything we're doing is to benefit Give Kids the World. This is a fundraising event. And one of the things I was thinking about doing um, for people who can't, aren't able to make the meet, if they would like, I'll, I'll do this for... I'll figure out how I want to do this, how we want to set it up. But uh, we're going to let people, for a very limited period of time, donate sometime between now and the event. Highest bidders will get a seat at the table for one of our shows. Mm. Something I have never been willing to do before. But I want to raise money. Wow. So uh, it's been asked a lot to do that. I may subject you to a background check, and if I think you're crazy, I'm not letting you in my house. But <laughs> well, there goes half of them. <laughs> um, I think we can, uh, you know, I, I, I want to, you know, come up with some ways to involve some of the folks who aren't going to be here. We've got about 500 people, a little more than 500 people signed up to yep. join us. Um, I wanted to mention too, you know, because of that, we've raised almost thirteen thousand dollars so far. Just on that. So just going in, all of that money goes right to give kids the world. Wow. And John has agreed to triple personally all the money we raise sure wow <laughs> no he has oh i was wow yeah believe that you don't get a salary so you're gonna blindfold them before the and then we'll, someone will pick them up and bring them to your house <laughs> yeah that's, yeah, that's what that's we right. to disorient them yeah. maybe drive them in the panelist right? window van or the yeah. panelist right van? yeah like I a i'll pick him up in the company vehicle i quit so next week, next week you'll be able to sign up for a lot of these things, uh, both the just the meets in the park. Like Kathy's going to do a figment meet and a ride through on uh, surprise, journey surprise. into imagination. So um, Rhino is going to do vlogging with Rhino around Epcot. It will involve eating and drinking, and myself as well. Ooh. And vlogging. You're welcome. And vlogging. John and I are doing the the scavenger hunt. We've agreed to that. Right. You'll be eating and drinking. And You're me. welcome. And Kevin and John. And I believe Craig and Michael Bowling are going to do a connecting with Walt on Main Street in the Magic Kingdom. Yes. yes what do we I are. do? What do I do? I, I, We're waiting for you to tell us. Cats you, of the can, Magic Kingdom? Um, <laughs> fly me to Disneyland. Feral cats, of, feral cats of Disney World. Go with Teresa on a cat hunt. It's too hot. <laughs> I don't know. I need an idea. What, I'll, find, I'll have something by next week. Okay. You can come with me if you don't think of anything else. No, I'll think of something. Oh, okay. I have several then. ideas, but it just depends on the weather. So, yeah, we're very excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, no, a lot of folks uh, took advantage of the great rates we had mm-hmm. at sure the resorts. Um, you're never going to see those prices again. Never going to see those prices again. I agree. That's That was incredible. So, um, yeah, we're very excited. Very, very excited. So that's coming up the week of uh, July 22nd through the 26th. 
there is something I do I do want to say just because I wasn't here last week and that awful story about the young boy that was um, was killed uh, outside the Grand Floridian on the Grand Floridian Beach by an alligator and a lot of people of course making reference to the fact that for years I've been saying stay out of the damn lakes um, effective with this show I am now retiring that uh, that 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 phrase um, you know I did come up with it just you know it was something that happened during a review and um, it was a genuine thing and I said it genuinely you know um, I don't think the message needs to be get out be put out there anymore um, I think everybody knows now that you stay out of those waters um, I'm just really sad that this had to happen um, for the attention to be paid to it um, because it's you know like I said seven, I think it was seven years ago I had that conversation with somebody at the a cast member at the Polynesian who was talking about how crazy these people are being in the water when there are water moccasins and alligators and all sorts of other awful things um, and not for nothing, I'm not going to mention any names, but uh, I was more than a little mocked by other people in the community when I told that story. Oh, those those waters are fine. Those waters are safe. I'm guessing those people aren't saying that now. But I'm just so sorry that it it, it had this is how how it had to how it had to get into the consciousness of people. And you know, I don't blame. I certainly don't blame the family. I don't really blame anybody. It's a, it's Florida and it's alligators. But that's the thing that I think a lot of us know. When we, you know, living here, we know that if there's water, there's gators. It was like the, I think the first thing somebody said to us when we moved exactly. here. Exactly. If water, there's, there's an alligator. If there's water, there are gators. But if you're from Nebraska, you don't know that. You yeah. don't know that. We talked about it on the show. I mean, you can't cannot blame the parents. And while some people do think Disney could have had better signs. You know, I think Disney did a lot. You know, they mm-hmm. talked to an animal expert that his job was every time Disney called, he went and got alligators out of the water. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they were negligent. It's just not at all. I think one of the things we learned from this is that no one should ever feed an alligator. Oh, they had a gentleman who did alligator tours for thirty years, and the response was him from him was, "This alligator has been fed yeah. someplace in its past." Yeah. It's he's, and they have very small brains. Right. And the fact that he thought it was okay to approach humans tells you that he's been fed. Yeah. Don't feed the alligators. There's nothing funny about it. Don't feed the it. wildlife. Right. Don't feed right. the birds. There's nothing funny about it. There's nothing Leave charming. It, it, someone's going to get hurt, either a human or the animal. Just don't do it. And I, you know, I just I want to say that um, you know, I, I agree with you, John, that I don't think Disney was negligent here. I I think this was a failure of imagination. It just never occurred to anybody this could really happen. Um, I refer to it as being like this. It was a freak accident, like being struck by lightning. Mm-hmm. Is that it rains and we we know like you're you're outside and you can say as much as you want. Oh, well, it was their fault. They went outside in the rain. Well, we all go outside in the rain. You just don't think about it. Sometimes, of course, you know, it's, it, it's just unfortunately, yeah. and it, it is an unfortunate storm. It, it, yeah, it was a perfect storm of events that that led to this. And, you know, I'll, look, I'll criticize Disney about any number of things. Um, and I may disagree with some of their business decisions and things like that. I will tell you right now, no one will ever convince me that Disney will compromise safety for PR. And that's some of the suggestions I heard being made online. That the reason the signs weren't more, uh, more um, detailed was because Disney didn't want anything negative 
And I'll tell you, there are certain areas where Disney, absolutely, where Disney will tamp things down because they don't want to present a negative image. Never, ever, ever with safety. I've never seen it. I've been doing this 20 years. I've never seen it. I work with these people. And like I said, I disagree with them sometimes on business decisions and things that they do or things that they don't do. But I'll tell you, every single person, even the ones I don't like that work over there, I will tell you, they're decent people. These are good, decent people. They're good, honest human beings. They would never, ever, I could not imagine any one of them ever putting another person in harm's way for PR. Never. Not even the most craven. I mean, they make an announcement on every ride you go on. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle. They don't then tell you what the possibilities are if you don't follow that rule. Right. So, I mean. Right. And, they, and you know, they can't sit there on every ride for like 20 minutes and say, you could get your leg mangled. Um, yeah. You know, so it, your it, point's well taken. It, it's just. They try. They do everything they can. Right. Within reason, they do everything that they can, but Disney can't control everything. For as magical as they are and as talented as they are at doing a lot of things, there are certain things they can't control. Nature, nature is one of them. Mother Nature finds a way. Exactly. Exactly. So I just wanted to, because I wasn't here last week, Don't and that's feed the just animals. kind of been building up inside of me. That should be our new line. Don't feed the animals. Mm. So... All right, moving on. Uh, we want to talk about the shows we have coming up this week. Of course, every Monday, uh, disunplug.com. You can find all these shows. The Dreams Unlimited Travel Show has a very exciting month coming up next week, yeah. uh, starting next week. Correct. Uh, we just finished up the last of our Disneyland series. We mm-hmm. did a question and answer show for booking a Disneyland vacation. Check it out. That's the last of that series. And beginning next week, we're going to start a month-long series on booking Alani. Uh, a lot of it based on what Kevin and I did on our last trip. We took videos. We experienced quite a bit in and around the resort as well as on the island. But part of that whole month, uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel is going to be giving away a trip to Alani. Uh, five-day, four-night stay in an ocean view room for up to four people. You have to watch the show. That's where you'll get the That's information. That's a big prize. It is a big prize. So we're making you watch the show, and we're making you watch every show that month. Because you'll see on the first show the, the, the details of the contest, how you can win. You have to watch every show during the month of August. And are uh, employees eligible? Correct. Yeah. Employees of Dreams Unlimited Travel and their family and their friends <laughs> and people who you might know socially are not eligible. Anyone within the six degrees right. of knowledge exactly. of who I am as a human being. No. <laughs> and again, all the details of that contest will be listed on that first show and every show of the month as well, in case you miss it. All right. So that's the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show. That's every Monday, disunplugged.com. Also, every Monday on Disunplugged and on iTunes as well, the Disneyland edition of the Disunplugged with host Tom Bell and his team. And a few weeks ago, Mary Jo Willie talked about the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. And this time around, she covers her visit to the San Diego Zoo itself, sharing her thoughts and comparing the two experiences. So you can check that. That is up on iTunes as we speak. Um, now this Thursday there will not be a universal show because I'm unchaining Craig from his spot in the nook and letting him go on vacation. Mm-hmm. Where are you going, Craig? I'm going to California and not for work. Wow, it's weird. What are you going to do yeah. out there? Uh, well, I'm going with my dad, and uh, the whole reason we're going is over the Fourth of July weekend. Uh, his favorite band, Chicago, is playing at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, and cool! That's just such an iconic venue that. Uh, we figured might be one of our only times to see a concert or someone perform in there. So going out there and oh, father gonna, son bonding. Yeah, a little bit of that. So we'll do throw in a day at Disneyland, day at Universal, do a little bit of hiking around the area too. Just 
just uh, getting out there and exploring a little more. So we get excited. Like one of our trips. Uh, just random hotels. So. so you don't want to give the, like the exact hotel so people can What's stalk the address? you. Just no. just random hotels. What, what room number? <laughs> no, it's fine. But if you do see me while I'm in Disneyland, don't don't feel like you have to stay away because you know uh, that don't I'm there with my contact. dad. Feel feel free to come up and say hi. I mean, he always gets a kick of that. My parents love meeting everyone who watches so and listens. I think to that should be my new too. my new my new closing line. Don't make eye contact with me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. But no. no. You've been saying that to your staff for years. <laughs> I'm approaching. I'm approaching. Exactly. <laughs> I can see you. I can see you. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, we will. <laughs> Rhino and Oliver have uh, at least one vlog going up from Universal. Maybe uh, we'll, we'll sneak in and do another one while you're gone. Yeah, maybe another one just to give you some extra content. And then the week we come maybe. back, I've announced it on the Universal show, we'll be starting our uh, in-depth look at uh, Royal Pacific. So definitely want to get excited for that. I You're going to leave in my comments about what I thought of that? Oh, uh, we have to show the entire story. Yes, you do. So. I'm going to set it. <laughs> Why does it look like you guys are sitting like in darkness? I don't know. It was fine before we started, but it seems like it's getting darker as it goes. I feel like it's Rhino's soul spilling out <laughs> into the nook. It is. Who are you going to call? <laughs> All right. And, uh, of course, uh, Friday-ish is Dizpop, Friday although he missed last week. I, I well I did but but we did end up putting up an episode uh, the Finding Dory review so you got one you got one did you see on the board someone posted is this pop ever coming back I took <laughs> one week I missed right, one, one week, week off uh, yeah and you know what I did the math this morning it's been on the Diz Unplugged network for eight weeks and there's been ten episodes so people can give me a break for a second no and I will give them better things. But this week we're going to be doing – I saw something while I was at the comic book store and I thought I was going to do a little Kathy Whirling vibe because there's a Figment comic book and mm-hmm. a second storyline of it or whatever came out and I don't know nothing about it. So I'm going to get involved Figment Shadow Life Did he just as, say a, I as don't a drug know kingpin. Nothing about it? Yeah. You don't know nothing about it. You don't know nothing about it. So we're going to do that. We're going to talk about uh, the Adventures in Babysitting movie that was on and um, – uh, some fan art stuff. It's, it's going to be a lot of stuff. I got a lot of a lot of catching up with people to do. So Figment versus Superman. Figment versus Superman. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to I, that I do real quick before I move on though. Can you grab me that shirt? Um, yeah. I the white one or whatever. Whatever. This um, a girl. Megan, yeah, this is cool. She nice. she was very touched by our episode we did after the tragedy that occurred here and um, or the Pulse one specific because we had three in a row. Um, she sent these for everybody. Um, Black and white ones. Oh, Craig, I didn't see yours. Wow, I got the black one too that Craig has. I see, I have one. I have the one Rhino has in black. Yeah, black uh, yeah. Neck. I, th- these are super awesome. This girl's Megan. She has the her uh, an Etsy shop, craftiest place on earth, and I, she is just the friendliest human being. Let's I make am. sure we put a link to her Etsy shop in uh, yeah show notes. So huge thank you to to Megan for sending us the shoot front that, of the black one too, Craig. Craig. Yeah. Show the yeah, it's got the ribbon. Wow! I didn't even know that was the back. That's cool. That's the back. Yeah. Unfortunately, I refuse to wear the ribbon. <laughs> it's a Seinfeld it's a reference. Seinfeld it's, reference. Yeah. No one gets it. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, Rhino. Please make sure you get that to Craig. Absolutely. So we can include that. Thank you very much, Megan. I was yeah, really blown sweet. away by that. It was very touching. Yes, thank you. So, uh, what else in housekeeping? Anything? Is anything? Anybody? Anyone? Housekeeping? Housekeeping? Okay, over to Johnny with the news. All right. Oh, I do have a housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> I just had news interrupt us. Get over it. Um, <coughs> Michael Bowling sent an email today. We had asked that everyone send thoughts and prayers. Michael's doing well. Your prayers work. Thank you. Yes, they did. They did, and we're happy to hear. 
All right. Go ahead, Neil. All right, our first news story. Frozen Ever After opens the long lines in the Norway Pavilion. Epcot's newest attraction, Frozen Ever After, opened June 21st to long lines and a five-hour wait. That's an understatement. The line stretched all the way to the China, China Pavilion and back again. The attraction was plagued on its opening day with constant ride failures, mostly having to do with the new animatronics not working as designed. Also in the Norway Pavilion is Anna and Elsa's Royal Summerhus meet and greet location. <laughs> now that this location has opened, the sisters are no longer greeting guests in the Magic Kingdom. The cabin is based on an actual historic log cabin in Norway and represents a royal retreat cabin. The royal families in Norway typically have a cabin away from the castle where they go in the summer to get away from the pressures of royal life and to unwind and relax, much like Pete Werner. (laughs) Check out the many... He's a summer hoose? He's a summer hoose. (laughs) I do? Check out the many pictures we have on the Diz. I'd love to go visit my summer hoose if you can tell me where it is. (laughs) So, so yeah, Rhino. Rhino sighed when I started. This well, story. yeah, because Joe? Rhino was yeah, there. Rhino was there to cover it, and uh, I was I was up in Jersey, and I was kind of texting back and forth with him, early, you know, fairly early in the morning because you yeah. got there early. Yeah, um, I got there at park open, and when you got there, it was the, it started out. It said it was a forty five minute wait. It, uh, I I don't I don't know what. It, so I came through the gate. I went down, and it was. I was as I'm like walking over to that area I can just see people and I'm like oh no you know oh it's going to be a long line and what I was actually looking at was the meet and greet for Anna and Elsa I wasn't looking to the right and it was so I walked up I saw it said it was like 180 minutes was the first wait time I saw and I'm like oh my gosh that's three hours okay whatever three hours brand new day that's fine and then I walked to get in line and I just kept walking and walking and walking and when I finally got like it was you walked up to China because that's where the bridge is closed during the morning because it normally World Showcase doesn't open till 11. The line came all the way back down to like the beginning of Norway again. And the man was holding a sign that said 300 minutes. And I asked, is that the highest that number goes? Yes, it doesn't change. And so it was actually, when all was said and done, I was in line probably by like 9.15, 9.30, probably like 9.30. And I got off that ride at almost four o'clock it was like 350 and i had really like you can see my sunburn has now turned into this tan i was burned on my arms everywhere i put sunscreen on i knew i was gonna be standing outside for a long time i'm not an idiot and and but it was in the direct sunlight the whole time so i got burned and then um the ride broke down several times and they weren't they were like really trying to get people to not go on the ride at all because first thing in the morning they were saying like all these other things 10 minute wait 10 minute wait and then they, they weren't communicating with the guests at all, so I knew what was happening because I knew some people who were, like, relaying some of the messages to me. And it broke down at least four times, three or four times while I was in the line. And after two hours of not moving, they brought out Mickey uh, ice cream bars and ice cream sandwiches to everybody. And then right before I got in the building, they did it again. <laughs> I was like, oh, dear God, no. I Like, I appreciate the ice cream sandwich, but all I could think is, like, this, it's not good, you know. But they did bring out some some water for people in line, which was which I thought was nice in the like the smallest cups ever known to man. But that was nice. Um, and all in all, I don't know that that I, nothing is worth that long of a wait. But the rides, the animatronics are great inside of it. But I don't really I don't like Frozen, and I don't get the story. So I don't think it's going to change anyone's opinion. If you like Frozen, you like it. Watching the ride through, it looked pretty good. It looked yeah, like the ride through looked great. I mean, you yeah. did a great job Thank putting you. that together. Rhino filmed that for us, and uh, um, 
Yeah, I mean, the ride-through looked great. but I'll, I'll do it again when it's like 45-minute wait or something like that. Like, I, you know, or a fast pass or something. I had a fast pass for Friday morning, and I got in the fast pass line, and I was loading within 15 minutes. So if you have a fast pass and the ride's up, yeah. it, it, it wasn't it, it, bad. It'll work okay. Uh, no, yeah. it's, I think it's important to mention that uh, some of what we're hearing is that Disney knew this ride was not ready to open. Yeah, so I, I got some information from some people is that um, – they didn't really their cast preview was very limited if at all i don't even remember she might have said there wasn't one but um there was uh they they it was not opening day ready when they got to it so but they have been under a lot of pressure because of the jungle book show not doing well on top of rivers of light not working on top of the star wars show starting so much later than it was supposed to and shanghai so they're on this like spiral of things not working that they refuse to be like that joke. and here's here's all i'm gonna say is all I'm going to say. The window that Universal has right now to really affect a major blow in this battle that they're having with Disney keeps getting wider and wider and wider. Dis- it, just, it, it feels to me like Disney is tripping all over themselves with this stuff. I and mean, yeah. you just went, first, you know, Avatar Land taking 73 years to open. <laughs> um, you know, the failure with Rivers of Light, the complete failure of the Jungle Book. Um, this now. Yeah. Um, it seemed like the only thing that went off pretty much without a hitch was Soren. I, I haven't. Well, even then, yeah, I, but I think Soren's a different story. I actually, I've got to come to defense in Frozen Ever After here. Um, it's you know doing all this, covering these new rides, always have these issues. Yeah, but uh, usually it's because the ride it's it's a new ride vehicle, it's a new ride mechanism, and well, this wasn't. This is just they, an overlay. No, they did have to change it up. So because of the attraction, now they actually had to move the start and the unload and load stations, and so that means they would have had to completely redo the program. But isn't on the well, what I'm hearing? It was the animatronics that yeah, were failing, um, and not the ride itself. Well, because we had some listeners that went on and they took videos on their phones and stuff, and uh, a friend of mine, Brian, he came out and like showed me his video in the the Olaf. I'm so happy you're but, here. See, but that's going to always happen. That happens at Universal all the time too. So that's not any case. I Look, just if this was an isolated event and it was just this ride, yeah, that I would be right there with you. But this is now becoming part of a larger story. 18 months to open up a parking garage. The delays that have happened with Avatar. The issues with Rivers of Light. Now it just it 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 just seems to me that Universal is hitting on all cylinders and Disney is falling all over themselves. Yeah, I yeah. Universal is hitting on all cylinders, but I, I have to actually applaud that Disney is making the right decision. And whenever these animatronics aren't working properly, instead of giving guests a bad show and floating them past broken animatronics, well, I don't know. They absolutely, absolutely. no well, the Yeti. They 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 it should never be. They did. They arrived. It's not working. Right, and the, but the thing is too is that well, technically they they were letting people go through because I think a certain number of them had to not be working yeah. for them to close it down. So some cannot work, but but at the same time, I, I will give them credit that I my ride when I finally got there, as far as I'm aware, was fully functional, and the Olaf at the beginning that was the one that I saw earlier that was having trouble, it did move and look. In a way that I was like, that's a real life Olaf. In that the, is a in real the video, thing. It was incredible movement for an yeah. animatronic. Yeah, it really was. no question, no question. I, I'm not. I'm, what I'm saying here is, 
that right now there is this battle of the titans going on between Disney and Universal. Um, and I, I, I really don't think I, I think before the end of summer we're going to have an announcement of well I guess it will be a fourth gate for Universal since they've decided that Call Vol- theme park. Volcano Bay or whatever it is is going to be the third gate um, you know you don't do that unless you're trying to go head to head with Disney now they're no longer satisfied being the shoulder stay now they want to go head to head to be the primary destination if they can say they have four theme parks to go up against Disney's four theme parks, mm. guess what? That And the, they can market it that way. Especially if Volcano Bay opens and is spectacular. And it's going to have to be to warrant. Well, and in their defense, to, I mean, in Universal's, I'll give them props for doing, they're opening a hotel, an expansion to a hotel and a theme park all within that same amount of window that took and this them is why the time to build a park. I say, and everybody thinks I'm crazy, you mark my words, Disney's or excuse me, Universal's fourth gate is going to open before or around the same time as the Star Wars Land expansion. Mm. And nobody seems to think that's possible. But I'm telling you, these guys have a lot of money, and they are willing to spend it. And if you're willing to throw enough money at this, you can absolutely make that happen. So I think that that's my prediction. I could be wrong, but so far I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good in guessing what their next move is going to be. Universal is not going to let Disney get Star Wars Land without trying to take some of that news cycle. They're not going to. They're not going to let it happen. Maybe ten years ago they would have, or five years ago they would have. Now, these guys are these guys are gearing up to go head to head with Disney. They are no longer satisfied being uh, a, a couple days on either side of a Disney vacation. They want Disney to be a couple of days on either side of a Universal vacation. And I think they're a long way from that, but. Right now, they're hitting on all cylinders, and Disney, it just seems to me like they're tripping, tripping over their own feet. Yeah. It's the one thing I have to, have to again, say in Disney's defense. Uh, Universal is still, hopefully with DreamWorks, that'll change things, but they're still struggling with that whole family aspect. Yeah. There is a reason why Frozen is opening to the long waits, because it is the perfect oh, family absolutely. ride that yeah, needs it's, to be it, there. And it's a meanwhile, good addition. you have Kong over on... Uh, at Islands of Adventure that also opened up at the same time that is not getting that long of a wait. And the only reason it does have the length of wait it has is because the vehicle loading process and how many people can actually fit into them, it's absolutely abysmal. Um, It just doesn't eat people up. So I think that, you know, Universal has a way to go in terms of starting to appeal to that market. I know they've kind of gotten off of it. They know that they don't have that market. They're not trying to. But... Uh, you know, seeing Frozen Ever After, Disney Disney still has some cards up their sleeve. And the, besides, I still hate the animatronic faces, the uh, the projection faces. The project, that yeah. will not change. Sorry, Kevin. All right. But it's, um, it, it's perfect. It's a great ride. Okay. John? All right. Our second news story, believe it or not. Walt Disney World reopens resort beaches and watercraft rentals. The beaches at Walt Disney World Resorts are open once again, this time with shortened hours. The beaches will be open from one hour after sunrise until one hour before sunset. All boat rentals are now available at the marinas, with Sammy Duval's Water Sports Center open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. In the past week, there had been a ban on renting sea racers, and all the beaches were closed. Are all the beaches now have uh, fences up? 
Yeah, Caribbean Beach has one up now, too, so I would imagine they all do. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Is it ruining the It's look like posts and with rope in between. To me, it looks like a, a, a magnet for kids to go hang yeah. off of. It but doesn't strike me as a fin so much as just a deterrent. Like, right. Like, here's the water. I mean, we're not talking six-foot chain link. No. It's more of a... A, a visual it, deterrent. Do you think it takes away from the theming of the resorts? I'm probably the wrong person to ask, but I think it We're does. We're the only person I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> I think it does. And and I worry that now kids are going to be closer to the water than they ever were <coughs> before. Because now there's something to do at the water's Well, edge. at this point, if that's true, I blame the parents. Right. Okay? It's one thing when you don't know. If you don't know what just went on here... You live under a rock. This also accompanies the new signs, which are, you know, big red letters, you know, warnings about alligators and snakes in these waters. And they've even done that in the theme parks where the canals are, like in Magic Kingdom. There's And Epcot, we were looking at them the other day. They're every so many feet. You can't miss the signs. So just be aware. So... All right. Our third and final news story. 2017 Disney Dining Plan. Most character meals will be one credit. Earlier this month, a possible computer glitch was noticed on Walt Disney World's dining website. It appeared that Chef Mickey's, Arkushush, and Tusker House were all listed as two credit meals instead of one credit. The brochures for 2017's Disney Dining Plans made their way online and appears that that listing these three meals as two credits may really have been just an accident. I don't think so. With the yeah. exception of Cinderella's Royal Table, all character meals are listed as one credit meal. Uh, another listing of note is that Tiffin's at Disney's Animal Kingdom is not listed as a signature restaurant, even though the location was initially advertised huh. as such. I think, I'm sorry, I think they had every intention of trying to pull a two- Two table service credits for character meals, and they watched the meltdown yep. that happened when it leaked, and they backed off. It. I'm sorry, no, because this is that's consistent with what they've done in the past, which is this accidental glitch leaks something out, and then they gauge response before they make an official announcement. I think they saw how visceral the response to this was by everybody. That it was going too far, and I think they backed off. Something that supports that is that we knew these packages were coming out in advance for one of the few times we had advance warning of when they were going to be available for sale. And that morning, it wasn't until, what, 10 or 11 o'clock that they were actually loaded into Disney's booking Mm -hmm. systems. So it seemed like maybe at the last minute someone had to do coding changes Mm -hmm. or fix something on the back end to make it back to this. So that kind of supports that idea that we had to fix this before it goes live. Yeah. So, well, it's good news. It's good news that, uh, you know, they're not doing that because that would have been, I really, really, I think would have, I think for a lot of people that would have been the straw that broke the camel's back. So many people are already right there with the extras and things like that. And I get it. Um, I think this would have pushed a lot of people over the edge. I still think there's a price increase coming, though. Whether it changes from one to two, I think there's a price increase coming. Very possible. Very possible. All right, that'll do it for the news. All right, thank you, John. Before we move on to rapid fire, we are going to uh, pay a visit to Mr. Oliver Green, who is live in the Magic Kingdom right now. Oliver, can you hear me? I certainly can, Pete. So, uh, how are you? 
I'm good. Um, <laughs> this feels this feels very strange. I know it's the first one going like into the parks. Uh, I feel nervous again, like it's almost like my first show. So. Um, yeah. How, how is it at your end? Is everything coming through nice and clear? Everything's looking great. So you are outside of Carousel of Progress. <laughs> I certainly am. I'm outside of the Carousel of Progress. Uh, it's a favorite of mine. And I know Kathy likes the Carousel as well. Uh, are you, on a, are you on a seesaw right now? <laughs> Sorry. Stand yeah, still, I'm, I'm trying to work the camera and uh, well, they, think uh, about what I'm articulate the brits are very um, the, i'm sorry the brits are very antsy now um is that what this is yeah about? He, he wants to leave um <laughs> it is yeah we are um yeah so i'm outside here just to show you off some uh, new things with the carousel of progress it's an original attraction as you know and it's getting on a little bit and like most old girls when they get on they have some work done um, exactly this is what he well. says to me all the time by the way old That's girl you need some work done i, I never say that um no, that's exactly what she's had done. She's had a new paint job. So I'm a little bit rushing along to show you what's, uh, what she's had done because it's only half done. Um, I've been sitting here watching it go around and I was very nervous that I was going to see the white side of the building. But if I just flip it around now, you should be able to see. There we go, the new paint job. Oh, yeah. There we go, that they've got on the, uh, the Carousel of Progress. And it does look really good. So, um, yeah, I've got to say that it, it's... It's had a pretty positive effect on the attraction, I think, because the, the Carousel of Progress doesn't pull in the crowds um, at all. And this has been getting some full loads. So, really? Yeah, she's, it's, yeah, it's really pulling in the crowds. So I think people are being tricked into thinking it's something more than it is by the bright colors on the outside. Now, that's because it's a thousand degrees, and yeah. that's one of the cool places where you yeah. can go and sit. Now, do you, it, think, yeah, do you think this might, right. this, this might portend... Uh, Changes happening on the inside because God knows that that attraction is in need of. It is going down um, for a couple of days you know, for rehab. It, that's a really good question. I think that uh, there's always that that uh, nervousness to touch it because it's it's classed as a Walt original. But um, no, it'd be nice to see some well, updates on the inside. When there's when there's ceiling panels hanging down and speakers don't work and and it stopped know. in the '90s. Well, if this, uh, the animatronics from Frozen are anything to go by, I don't think they want to be touching any of the older animatronics that actually work at the minute. So, um, <laughs> yeah, maybe they should leave it exactly as is. So how are the crowds in the park today? It's busy. It's very busy. Let me flip the camera around here and you'll get a, a view of what's going on um, here in Tomorrowland. Uh, yeah, it's, you can tell summer's here. That's all I'm going to say. And how's the temperature right now? Um, 91 and incredibly humid. Uh, it feels like I'm breathing through baked ziti. <laughs> That's ziti. different. Have you done that before? Have you actually breathed uh, through baked ziti? I, <laughs> People are into I weird things. I have, but I, I imagine it'd be something along these lines. I think it's great that he found a windy spot based on his hair. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. That's the humidity. That's what I'm blaming on. That's the toupee today. So what else? what else have you done today? Anything? Uh, I've been on, yeah, I've been on quite a few attractions. I, I've been on Big Thunder Mountain. I actually got to ride as well on the People Mover, and um, the lights were on because Space Mountain was down. Mm. And I just happened to be recording at the time, so uh, there's a video that's going to be going up uh, where you can see uh, what Space Mountain looks like because from the People Mover, because obviously they have the lights on when uh, when it goes down. Oh, that's so, cool. That's something to look forward to. So, did you and Rhino text each other this morning no, about he, wearing the same exact he shirt? He always I wears know, the same shirts as me on the same days. I don't know how he does it. What Rhino does is every morning he texts me and he asks me what I'm wearing. 
Um, and yeah, <laughs> I, I just tell him like an idiot, and now I've realised exactly what he's doing. Oh, so I'm I'm plaguing you. I see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not me. <laughs> okay, just so we're clear. <laughs> All right. Well, Oliver, have fun with the rest of your day in the Magic Kingdom. Thanks for coming in. Fantastic. Just before I go, I just I'm want hanging to say up on you. Thank you, you to, um, to the nice lady that sent the shirts, and I'm very touched by that. That was a very nice gesture. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, you're going to switch to him? Megan. No, I was look. It's like. <laughs> say it again. Well, say one more. I just time. want to say thank you to Megan for sending the shirts, and it was a very nice gesture of her to do that. It was, it was awesome. Very touching. All right. Thanks, Oliver. We'll talk to you later. Bye, Oliver. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Bye bye. Oh, that was fun. It was fun. Went so, surprisingly well. Yeah. Because usually stuff like still. that. Yeah. yeah, he was a little twitchy. It was a little Blair Witch project. It was. It was. The vlogging thing, apparently, that's like what they do. Um, I try and hold it steady, but these guys are, yeah, these guys are like, it's, it's, it's. Right, I'm being followed. <laughs> <laughs> Flashlight. I, I hear face. something behind me. Right. Really. Running. <laughs> All right. So with that, let's go ahead and go on to rapid fire. We'll start with you, John. All right. Uh, dates announced for Disney Cruise Line 2016 holiday-themed cruises. Um, these are always a lot of fun. There's the Halloween on, on the High Seas cruise, um, Disney Dream September 2nd through October 31st, uh, the Fantasy September 3rd through the 29th, and The Magic the 2nd through the 29th of October. Uh, Mary's, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Time Cruises. Boy, that's a mouthful, isn't it? Also a lot of really fun stuff. The tree lighting, uh, Winter Wonderland Ball, Carolers. They do a lot of cool stuff on those cruises. The Magic, November 5th through December 23rd. The Wonder, the 10th through December 23rd. Uh, the Dream, November 7th through December 26th, 22nd. And the Fantasy, November 19th through December 24th. So if you haven't booked these and you're interested in these special cruises, you should do so. Um, a lot of fun. These are a lot of fun on these cruises, especially if you're a repeat cruiser and you're always looking for something different to do. You know, sometimes it's the same old ports of call, but at least this makes it a little bit different. The other thing, too, is during the Christmas time, you have the Castaway Key at Christmas stuff that they do, which is carolers, the Christmas tree, character meet and greets and costume so that's always really cool too okay do it thank you john kevin i have a couple of rumors the first one is that disney is um going to build a moderate resort villa a dvc moderate resort villa at caribbean beach intriguing Mm -hmm. um, It's unknown when construction might begin on the proposed project. It's still pending final approval, but it's expected to be the next Disney Vacation Club resort. And how long do we think before we have all-star villas? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Um, They've even, there's a, you know, I got this information from Walt Disney World News today, and there's even an aerial map showing where it could go. However, what's interesting about that is it's, if you look at that aerial map, it's really closer to um, Pop Pop Century. Mm -hmm. Than it is the Caribbean Beach. It's kind of like yep. you got to go through Caribbean Beach. To Pop get to Century it. and Caribbean Beach are really yeah. right up against right. each other. Anyway, well, when you look at where those resorts are, this is more like you'd go through the Caribbean Beach to get to it. I saw another. Didn't you think? It would, I'm sorry. Didn't you think it would make more sense to do that with Sarajevo, uh, the area like uh, uh, between Pop Century and Art of Animation? Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Disney's Sarajevo Villas. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we called it. We called it Sarajevo. You I called it Sarajevo. It, well, that's because that the other day. side of Pop Century sat, it looked like Sarajevo for right. a long time. <laughs> this is where the Olympics were in 1979. However, 
there is going to be something new on World Drive, right across from uh, the studios. Have you seen that land being? That's yeah. the parking garage. Well, and that's there's... the new parking garage for for Hollywood Studios. Across the street. Yeah, it, there's going to be a bridge. Well, there's supposed to be <sighs> so a bridge to get them. They're taking dirt out on the studio side. Yeah, I've side. They're going to build a bridge to get the dirt to the other side. And then I don't know what they're going to use the bridge for after. But oh, they're a building dirt a bridge. dirt yeah. bridge. <laughs> no, they did this in they did this in Atlanta. I remember when they did something to the airport because you would go on the interstate and there was like a bridge, and all it, its only purpose was to get the dirt from one side to the other. Because they said they do something like thirty. So you think there's going to be an actual parking garage for Universe for Studios? Yeah. Holy moly! Yeah. yeah. It's because I'm they're already again. well. They're already so a lot of the parking lots being taken up at Star Wars Land. Well, and the, and the other on top of that, their parking lot already was starting to. When I first started working there in 2007, was almost hitting capacity during the busy times, and then regular days of the year, they had to start busting people over. So the increase in people going is too much. They have. I like parking they, garages. Don't you like them? <laughs> really, you like parking garages? Seriously, did you, when you got back in your car, we'll send you to cover the opening of the parking garage. I'll be excited to do that. When you got back in your car in Sunday at Epcot, was it not like flaming hot in there? Sitting oh, no, out we on the pay asphalt? people to go no, start we, our car. Yeah, really? Okay. The valet runs and. Okay, well, it was flaming hot. So I, I, I have another rumor. Too. Okay. The other rumor is this is from Travel and Leisure magazine. For what that's worth. They're saying that uh, the richest man in China, China's richest man and chairman of Wanda Group, Wang (laughs) Jinlin, is in talks with Queensland Queensland state government about the possibility of opening a new theme park. Speculation is that it's a Disney park. The potential location would be Kumara, Queensland, near many of the other continent's major attractions. Queensland as in Australia. 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 Did I not say Australia? Yeah, you missed that That was the lead. <laughs> Australia might get a Disney park. Sorry. Why is the richest man in China going to build a Disney park in Australia? He's, He's pissed off. fund it. He's pissed off that because he owns theme parks in China and he was pissed off about Shanghai. Opening. Yeah, so yeah, that's odd. Um, this has been talked about before. We've heard about Australia before. For years. Yeah. But they've got a location, and that it's going to be a new theme park. There's no de- Disney and Queensland have not the Wanda Group or Disney or Queensland haven't said yes or no. But this is the speculation. Interesting. This, this guy's a little. Yeah, he's, he's a, a little. Yeah. He's a loose cannon. A little dicey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. This is from Travel and Leisure magazine, though. Not that they know anything, but they're a little more respected. Yeah, absolutely. Bill's news. And uh, back to the Caribbean Beach thing, there is another rumor that says the new DVC Caribbean Beach would be its own self-contained thing with its own entrance, so you wouldn't have to go through Caribbean Beach. Well, it's going to be interesting to see if they lower, if that becomes a moderate DVC property, or if they start charging DVC price, or you know, points might points. be lower, and yeah. pricing might be lower if you buy into it. And so it's going to be interesting. Might be why to they're see. trying to uh, hamstring the uh, resale market. Right. That's the other thing. Are the points going to be less expensive to buy into it then, or is the point requirement going to be lower to stay there? Yeah. So if they point. start selling cheaper points, it's interesting to see how that's going to work out because now you might be a DVC member with even less power. Okay. Well, thank you, Kevin. Kathy. Okay. 
Walt Disney World is going to be adding fuel rod kiosks starting July 1st. These are basically vending machines selling portable chargers for your cell phones and other mobile devices. We saw it when we were in Atlanta. So I assume they'll be pre-charged. Yes. Mm -hmm. So for $30, you get a portable charging battery, uh, 6-inch USB type to micro USB cable, an Apple connector and an apple lightning to usb cable when the battery's charge is empty the battery can be returned to one of the kiosks and swapped out for one with a full charge which i think is an awesome, awesome. deal yeah. it really is so these can be charged back up with the included cable if you want to take it home and each park has um some locations magic kingdom it'll be tomorrowland light and power company which is at the end of space mountain big top souvenirs pecos bills and Curtain Call Collectibles, Epcot, they only have one location, Disney Traders, Hollywood Studios is Celebrity 5 and 10, and Disney's Animal Kingdom is the Island Mercantile, and they have them at Downtown Disney, ESPN Club, and somebody said in the review it says you'll get about 66% um, of battery life if your phone's completely dead. I have a question to ask. I guess maybe I don't understand. You can return it for a fully charged one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it it, so is this just... Is there still a cost? I mean, like, if you return it, no, do you get your $30? No. No. 30 bucks. it belongs to you, and it's basically just you go back and say, this one's dead, can I have another one? And they give it to yep. you, and at the end of the vacation, you still Take leave it with that. Take it with you, that. and okay. you can charge it at home. Yeah. Now, can you bring it back and use it again the next time? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's rechargeable. Sure. No, I mean, like, will they let you swap out for a... I assume, sure, I, I'm yeah. guessing, yeah. Yeah, they have... Well, a, we like all I thought I said, that about the refillable mugs, too, about yeah, like, true. that's gone. When we were going somewhere... Yeah, has it started yet? July 1st. This July 1st, very excited. Have you seen them? Yes, in the Are airports they in Disney Atlanta. themed? Oh, you've seen? No, I haven't seen the I'm ones no, right July here, 1st. but I'm sure they'll they'll start. She hasn't time traveled. I would say that they're. <laughs> have you seen them? She said yes. Yes, but in other places, not at Disney. Yeah, I, w- I would say they're probably not themed, just because you can swap them out at some airports. So gotcha. All right, thank you, Kathy. <laughs> Teresa. Hi, Miss GP. In popcorn news. <laughs> starting this week at Walt Disney World, you're able to purchase a refillable souvenir popcorn bucket. The initial cost of the bucket is $10. Refills will be $1.50. Um, the discounted refills are for the remainder of that day that you bought the bucket. Have you seen them? It's unclear. It's un- in the airport. It's unclear yet how this will work and how we- refills will be monitored each day. These refillable buckets will be able to all four theme parks, the two water parks, Disney Springs, ESPN, Wide World of Sports. Now, there's a lot of crap you got to carry around. Well, you have, yeah, you have to have your receipt and show it every time. You, Is it the receipt? There's not like a chip in it saying you bought this yesterday. Can't no, you have to show no, your receipt. receipt. The chip yeah. talks like Walter Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Teresa. Rhino. Uh, okay. Mine has to do with some Haunted Mansion merchandise. There's a... Um, a new Disney Parks Haunted Mansion book coming to wherever. You can get it at Amazon, but you can buy it in the park as well. Um, it's uh, This book is part of a new series from Disney Publishing called Disney Parks Presents, which is a series of picture books that come with a um, CD and its original artwork on the based on the attraction. But um, uh, basically, it's the inside cover is going to come with a CD having a uniquely created five-minute and 32-second musical tour for the Haunted Mansion, at least. The track includes... Um, the classic Grim Grinning Ghost sung by Buddy Baker and Xavier Atencio. Uh, that inspired Ex-Atencio. the book. Atencio. Oh, sorry. We've met him. Um, 
I, that sounds cool. Um, in select merchandise locations um, this summer at Disney Parks or other retailers. I checked Amazon. It comes out July 5th. So it's basically just that, that I've, I previewed it on online. In but Atlanta. It, it, is, it is like just a couple pages. with the. It reminds me when I was a kid, you could get the book with the album. And it's got the one song. And it's basically just a picture book to that song. Who so. writes the book? Um, Sorrell? No. I, I, Stephen King. Yeah, he, no, I believe Jason it was actually Sorrell Stephen King. Universal. Universal now. Does he? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't check that, but I'm. This is the first one they're doing, so I'm assuming if it's successful. Like Pirates will be next, and then so yeah. on and so forth. So something different. Cool. Thank you, Rhino Gregory. Okay, people uh, that are fans of Disney movies and stuff, set your DVRs tonight, starting at eight. Uh, Treasures from the Disney Vault will be back on uh, TCM. So tonight they're showing the original Parent Trap, not the Lindsay Lohan one. Lohan one. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of awesome. Uh, Awesome uh, cartoons, including the band concert, Through the Mirror, Clock Cleaners, the amazing documentary Waking Sleeping Beauty, uh, the Adventure in Color slash Math Magic Land episode of Wonderful World of Color, and then a Don Knotts movie, Hot Lead and Cold Feet, among a couple other things here and there. So uh, it's, it's amazing every time it's on. So if you haven't watched it, this is a good one to start with. A lot of good stuff. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Craig. Um, before we go, we want to spend some time talking about the Food and Wine uh, Festival preview that the team, some members of the team got to experience this weekend. I know we had Oliver's video, but we'll just link people to that mm-hmm. um, since we're kind of over on time here. Uh, Oliver did a great uh, video uh, overview of that event, so you can head out to YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash... It is. WDW Info. WDW Info. Never sure what channel it's going on, um, and check that out. But uh, so, so tell me, uh, we we did the preview for uh, the Flower and Garden uh, Festival, which had some amazing food. We gave it very, very high marks. My first question, because I was not there, I wasn't able to make it. Um, did this did this rise to the same level? All right, I think the the general answer is no, it did not. We had a really good time. We thought we had a we had a lot of fun. There was good food. It felt like the first one we went to for uh, Flower and Garden felt like there was more options, and it felt like there were better options, and the food was better. And the, there were this was at least three times as crowded as the first one. Yeah, a lot oh, more really? people. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm. The, uh, Do you the, think that's because of the popularity of food and wine? Versus I think flower the whole idea of food and wine along with Flower and Garden. They're not advertising it as that. I mean, like, they're not, there's not the True. big advertising push that there are food and wine kiosks at Flower and Garden. So I don't think that has the popularity. We also met a lot of listeners, and a lot of listeners told me that they did this because of our review of the first one. So maybe people have gotten the word out that the first one yeah. was so much better. This event had lines. Okay. Where the one we went to, Didn't. we just walked around. Yeah. Really? This one, oh, I mean, okay. you just walked up booth to booth. This one had actual lines. There and was I, some they went fa- There was a couple of them that went pretty slow. The Greek yogurt or the Greek salad. vegetarian dish took forever to assemble. There were like 46 things that had to go on top of it, so the line didn't move. Otherwise, the lines moved that fairly quickly. You found you, – you, so uh, – did you feel that so you felt that the the quality of the food not up to the standard? Craig wrote a blog, and I would agree with almost everything he said. That uh, <laughs> the, he did a great job of breaking them down into the good, the okay, and the not so great. Yeah, it was it was very it was a little bit hit or miss. There were some we thought was very good, 
Some we thought were terrible. That Greek thing was terrible. My rating there was a yolk, a yogurt cake. <laughs> well, sorry, okay, I thought handed, you were already over on Kevin. I have bad. been handed a uh, a menu from the event by Teresa. Look like a serial killer. And next oh. to each one is either a smiley face, a nondescript face, or a sad face. <laughs> I thought those were, thought those were Some of them have three smiley faces. The wine Guess. and dine studio. Seared scallop, truffled celery yes. root puree, Brussels sprouts, and wild mushrooms. Yeah. If everything that means I, had I had it three times. <laughs> of all the savory stuff I had, that was by far the best thing. And it just so happened that um, Oliver and uh, <coughs> Eli, Eli, I went blank, got the best table. We sat right near the scallops. So they were delicious. So uh, Islands of the Caribbean uh, got two smiley faces from the Eccles. Uh, oh, that was that, that. This is a puff pastry with sweetened cream cheese and a guava sauce. That I would have given three. It was. It was puff pastry. Well, it's actually how many I had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it? I thought it was like, oh, no, I no, really like No, that no, it's, it's like three smileys means I liked it every time. You know, so that's the only thing I... <laughs> oh, I <laughs> as, far as, say, as far as the sweet stuff, yeah, this was the clear... And then we had a table of eight people, so this was a con- consensus. Was it wasn't good. just my opinion or... That was because super good. Yeah, that was yeah. super good. It's one and of the that things was a we mango said we'd go thing again. on top of it. Like that was eat in the closet by yourself. Good. It That's was. What that was. Now uh, Teresa says the Chew Collective, which you have to say that carefully, otherwise it sounds like Shoe Collective, but Chew C H E W, grilled beef skewer with romaine, apricots, and feta cheese. That has an unhappy face next to it. It tasted like feet. <laughs> <laughs> Ahead, this so this picture looks better than what was yeah, on your does. plate right now. This, is, this is the professionally the plated area. one. Yeah. These are pictures they had a whole. Oh, okay. Area. So that's not the pic- that's not the plate no, I brought you. They no, okay. you. It was a couple of bites of gnarly little beef that were cold, limp lettuce with a little bit of feta in it, and a grilled apricot. Apropos to nothing, the beef was sinewy, <laughs> had a lot of fat on it, and was actually cold. It wasn't just not hot. It was chilly. But the look on John's face when he ate the little fruity but thing. By contrast, the Chew Collective under desserts, peanut butter and white chocolate mousse oh with a caramel God. drizzle gets a smiley face from Teresa. I love this This was thing. a mousse with, mixed with peanut butter, so it had all been sort of liquefied, and it had nuts on top of it. It made you want to try and stick your tongue in the cup. You know what? You know what? It was like was peanut it brittle. Uh-huh. Oh it, it made me think of peanut brittle. It was really... Not chewy peanut brittle. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was good. Um, let's see. Um, <laughs> Pick another bad one. The Greek thing. The Greek, Loaded yeah. Greek nachos. This was vegan. That, right? Oh, okay. That was not meat, right? It was meat. It looked the like sausage meat. crumbles, which okay. was, I... Probably it, Right. It took a long time because, again, there were like 46 <laughs> things that had to be put onto it, on top of it. And it was... It wasn't just wasn't very good. Well, hops and barley got a meh rating from Teresa. <laughs> uh, New England lobster roll, and uh, I who was it? Uh, was it you or I think Oliver was telling me that uh, this was really disappointing. That it was actually too much lobster and nothing else. We actually have a split opinion here. Craig liked his very much. Yeah, I. It was a half. A, but, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, I got. I was allowed in early because I was there for the media preview side. So I got to it before other people did, and so she basically only gave me big pieces of like lobster claw, and it was as fresh as you could have got it. So yeah, I, I got well, the same thing you did. I had a lobster claw in mine, but it's half a hot dog roll. They spritzed butter 
like substance on the hot dog roll, and then they stuck a lobster claw in it. No, it needed to be saturated in butter. It, it was missing mayonnaise. a lot of butter. It needed something. In my, in my opinion, it had very little flavor. Yeah, yeah that's what Oliver was. It's lobster and what Eli went up to. What Eli went up to the scallop booth to get them to squirt butter on. I told him it was truffle oil. I said, like, yeah. "Go over there and get that, that was get truffle, truffle oil." He, on did. he kept taking his lobster roll up to the scallop <laughs> people and asking them to do the truffle butter on top of it. <laughs> um, South Korea. Uh, Korean-style barbecue beef with steamed rice and cucumber kimchi. Teresa gives a smiley face to this. This was uh, okay. The, was the, the Korean beef was really good. Otherwise, it was just white rice. And I didn't, the beef part there was, was really no, good. Right? It was there was, was no good. juice for the white rice. Yeah. And whatever you do, do not eat kimchi. It's just not. Oh no, I don't you. like kimchi. It's good for you though. It's pickled. You guys didn't like? I liked it. I liked it with well, as like you scoop the meat and the rice all together. I liked it, but it didn't. It didn't. The dish didn't. The rice say could have used some like butter that. too. Yeah. Korean beef. To- or Korean beef should be eaten at like a dive place. Yeah. In my opinion, or a food truck. This was trying to do it up too much. Yeah. yeah, they tried yeah. to make it frou frou. Didn't work. Now also on the meh rating for <laughs> Teresa, farm fresh chicken and dumplings, stewed chicken with mushrooms and spinach. I actually enjoyed this. Did I'm you? Sorry. Yeah, Did you? I enjoyed this very I much. I had trouble identifying the chicken part. This was not all white meat chicken. It was like the center of a chicken pot pie yeah. and a potato dumpling. I think that's I liked it. I liked it. I it, it was, was I like my chicken and dumplings. It I don't salt. know that I would pay for this at a food and wine mm-hmm. festival. This no. is like something. I could make this in the microwave at home. Dumpling yeah, is dry. That's, it's going to cost like $6 and you can go get it at the Cracker Barrel. It'll taste the same. Mm-hmm. Or better. better or better. <laughs> you haven't gotten to the worst thing yet. Well, this is, the, I, I've gone through all her worst. Oh, you, you didn't talk about the yogurt cake. Oh, yeah. Oh. They describe this as... I got. Oh, it's in the she, vlog. She has a meh rating for that, not a sad face rating. Yeah. Um, Greek yogurt vanilla cake soaked in ouzo with yogurt, whipped cream, and pistachio. This tasted like particle board. It was... <laughs> it was I don't, pretty. I don't know how they baked a, baked a cake with virtually no... Moisture whatsoever. It had uzu in it. Mine was uzu not in soaked it. in anything. Uzu. No, it, it was wall insulation. <laughs> it had no fight. We, we kind of pulled a trick on um, Oliver. Oliver yeah. We told Oliver how delicious it was in Rhino Film to meeting it. Like, but this was our favorite thing. And he, he smelled it and he goes, it doesn't smell like anything. Oh, it tastes really good, though. So he took a bite of it and he kept saying, he didn't know what to say to he us tried because to be we nice. all raved about it. Oh, evil. It was. You had that on video? Yeah, it's on the, the vlog. Is uh, I made it live this morning, so after this, if you're done with us, then you can go watch it. I wanted it. him to set it aflame, you know, like all British pudding. This was not soaked in anything. Fire. This was the driest crap yeah. I have ever tasted. Yeah. And the, the, put the whipped cream on top did nothing to save it. I didn't even know that was yogurt whipped cream. Now, the best dessert was the... Um, no, we already I talked liked. about it. The mango one. No, the, besides the mango and the chocolate for, thing. For context, the, the majority of these items are new to the festival this year. So a, a lot of the things, a lot of the old tried and true favorites, I'm sure will be back uh, next oh, year. So I don't want people thinking that this is the entirety. Oh, of, no, this of was a sample. No, what, what they did to tease us, though, is they had photos yes. of really good-looking food up. And I was like, oh, where do I get that? Right? And they were like, I was That's looking not... for those things. And then like, yeah. there was descriptions. There were screens that <laughs> yeah. had descriptions of what was going to be served. And you kept thinking... Is that booth under that screen? No. That was about the festival that's going to happen in September. And then she showed us pictures of food and wine merchandise. This is the merchandise you can get. But we don't have in any. In September. Yeah. Oh, we're going to have special wine. There's a special wine that comes with the food and wine festival. Oh, we don't have any of that. And I thought, you didn't need to make this. Did you guys like the that? chocolate mousse that was I didn't raised? think it was special. 
No. That was under the chocolate store. Chocolate. Was that the chocolate studio? The yeah, chocolate liquid uh, liquid nitro yeah. chocolate yeah. almond truffle with warm whiskey caramel. You have a smiley face next to that. I liked it. I think really if you careful. stood there chocolate. and ate it next to the booth. Yeah. Well, because yeah. what they did was they dropped it in liquid nitrogen. So you got this little crisp crust around the mousse. If you walked back to your table and ate it, you had mousse. Yeah, they put it on your plate, then they crack it and pour the whiskey stuff on they, it. They should have kept it in a little bit longer, for sure. It, it was okay. It tasted good. I enjoyed it. And then there was duck confit, which I enjoyed very much. I don't I think I had it was that. Very good, but no. weird. A couple of things uh, lost because they weren't hot. There was a beef brisket that wasn't hot. Correct. And everybody said the same thing. This would be good if they had heated it up. Craig's was hot, though. Didn't you get a hot one of those? Yes, I did get a hot one, and it was absolutely wonderful. Um, I want someone to take that as a drop-in. I did get a hot one. (laughs) (laughs) There was a pork tenderloin. (laughs) I should listen to myself. (laughs) There's a pork tenderloin with cannellini bean ragu. Again, the flavor was there. Mine was cold. I, I, that was the first dish I grabbed when I went in there too, and like right through the door, I just walked up, took that dish, and it was like, oh, this is the one that came out thirty minutes ago where they waited for people to get in the room. Great. Yeah, and then there was a mojo pork, mojo pork, excuse me, with black beans, cilantro, rice, and pickled red onions. In my opinion, the only thing on this plate that was really good was the pickled red onions. That yep. was the only thing that had any flavor. This is something you can get at Tijuana Flats or uh, um, Chipotle. It's, yeah. There's, and there's, they do it a thousand times better. That there, was the whole event, though. Nothing was super exotic. It was all very. How about the it drinks? Feel, it you guys had down. some drinks, right? Well, no, there was it was it was just kind of meh, wine, and like, there was a no. rosé that was okay. We had a beer that was that he liked. I don't like hoppy. No, beer. there was a Robert Mondavi uh, blend that they're featuring at the festival this year. It was out of this world. They actually ran out of bottles during the preview. Oh, it was that good. Okay. Right, there was a Justin Cabernet that was also really fantastic and the beers that they showed us were pretty good the one was from three daughters uh in st pete on the way in we got a a cocktail it was um blood orange and vodka it was good um and then they had a blood orange iced tea i took a sip of the cocktail and it was very good i could have easily drank the rest of it but i did it's bad for me but the blood orange iced tea was delicious so, uh, how much was it uh, for the tables in Wonderland? A buck fifty, one hundred and forty-two dollars and sixty-nine cents with tax. So, say one hundred and fifty. Right. Um, worth it for one hundred and fifty? Yes or no? Here's here's the way I look at it. Um, being inside, being in the air conditioning, having a seat, and this many choices, I think it's worth it. Now, I, I have don't to tell you, the day we went, it was one of those Florida days when if you stood still, you could actually feel the sun burning your skin. It was so hot. It wasn't out. just hot. You, could, you knew you were getting burnt. I also think this is worth it if you are a drinker because the list of drinks is pretty long. So if no you are smiley faces or meh faces. I because did, no, we're not drinkers, so we didn't do I it. However, lemonade. again, I think that you know, based on the fact that the food wasn't that great, Changes it a little bit. I I think that the the one we went to with you guys for the um, food of uh, excuse Garden. me flower and garden it was much better. Yeah, I think that they had a better variety of everything. Like the food was stuff I was like, oh, I'm coming back as soon as they set up the booths and I'm going to buy that. I bought that beef food on like four or five times. Yeah, while the thing was going on. But and my point is, this, too, I mean, you if you're going to now, let's say they didn't do this, yeah, and we were going to go and review it, and everybody was going to taste these things, you would have the same culinary experience for. Probably the same amount of money mm-hmm. outside walking around. Right. Yeah. So I think eating from, on a trash can. I would go to the food and wine festival for that pastry 
and I would get that scallop dish. Yeah. That was delicious. The other th- I don't I did not taste anything here that I would make a point of Ep- going to Epcot and saying I have to have that. Everything else was kind of good but okay. I don't know that I would make a trip for that. There were things I had at the one for flower and garden where I thought I could make a meal out of those things walking yeah, around. Yeah, I'm not dreaming about any. You know how sometimes you get a food you really like and you go home and you think that about it. That pastry from yeah. the Dominican Republic. Was I also want to say one more thing too. From When you compare it to the flower and garden, the flower and garden they had speakers, people who were up there talking right. about what was coming up. This had one lady up there rattling off List of things you could cry. And then she talked to us about how safe we all were. Yeah, she was very weird. Be safe. You're all safe. You should all be thankful for your safety. We're all safe in here. And I thought, it's an odd choice. I also have to tell you one other odd thing before we go. John and I waited in line. We had no bags going in, but there was not a no bag line. And as we were waiting in line, I was... There was a woman ahead of me, and then there was a gentleman from Australia who had two daughters. And the security guard, now there was probably 20 people in this line going into Epcot. And this man, the security guard, kept talking about where the daughters could go to see princesses. And then he would say to them, I want to grab you out of line and tickle you. (laughs) And we all all just stood there. And I, I (laughs) I don't mean to exaggerate, but this went on for a minute, a minute and a half, two minutes. And all he kept talking about was how much he wanted to tickle those two girls from Australia. And finally, the woman ahead of me turns around and goes, this is weird, right? I kept saying no, no. And John kept saying out loud, let's not talk about that. Let's not do that. But we stood there. And if you stand in line for two minutes while all you really – because you don't have a bag, but there's no line for you to just walk in anymore. I stood there for two minutes while this man went on and on about how he wanted to tickle these two seven-year-old girls from Australia. But And 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 it wasn't Craig? <laughs> not, believe it or not. But then she had she gave this weird speech about how we're all safe in here and we should all be thankful for our safety and you can't buy any of the things I just talked and about. And flower and garden they gave you away they gave away a plant which I thought was a cool yeah, touch. There was no takeaway from there was this. No takeaway from this. There was no bag like last time. Wow. So, a scale of 1 to 10 on this preview event. Can John? we compare it to the other one? Food-wise, have, however, you, however you want to come to a number. Food-wise, I would give it a 5. Event-wise, I'd give it a 7. I would give the one we did for flower and garden, I would give that a nine. I agree. Always cut this. There's room for improvement in everything. This one, I would give it a six or a seven. Good, but not great. Teresa? I'd give it a, I didn't go to the other one, so I have nothing to compare it to. I'd give it a seven and a half or an eight. I enjoyed myself. Okay. Even with John. Rhino? I'd give it a six. Solid six. Yeah, six for me too. Okay. All right. So sounds like a little disappointing uh, in comparison to the Flower and Garden Festival, but not a complete, not a complete no, loss. But we got it. to meet a bunch of nice listeners. Yep. Right? Awesome. Absolutely. All right. That is going to do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another edition of The Diz Unplugged. And until I come up with a new tagline, I'll just say, stay safe. Go to Disneyland.